I don't know. Yes, last week kind of was shorted pretty short. <laughs> what do you mean it was shorted short? Oh, right. You're right. Someone almost got shorted. God, that was Well, funny. the Geek Shock mascot was right. uh, we were upset she wasn't on the show. Yeah. yeah. So she we was should've. like, I'm going to make sure no so one else is the on the show. We, we, we needed to take yeah. a picture of that cord, actually. <laughs> we, we probably should have. Uh, can we rename Meg to Shorty? <laughs> Shorty. Hey, Shorty. Yeah, she drops and goes, oops, I yeah. did it again. Go get it. <laughs> yeah. Oops, yeah. how did that happen? Very coy. Oh, very, yeah. yes. very coy. <laughs> Gives you that come hither to my ball stare. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently the last guy didn't have me included in the group. He just, he just, so, he's just yeah, yeah, he, he, they're having their own show yeah, over he, he there. He doesn't give we're a talk, fuck. We're yeah, doing we, Norwegian talk right now. He yep. doesn't give yep. a fuck. We've hit um, we've so hit now record. Today yeah, Norwegian, that's something all of our listeners understand. We do have yeah. a, a, a nice small contingent of listeners in but, Norway. Yes, so, that's true. So this is a shout out to all our Norwegian listeners. Yay, Norwegian. Olaf, Olaf and who's the other one? Gertrude. Oh, okay. Olaf and Gertrude. <laughs> shout out to you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 597. I am Master Torgo. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Just Michael. Mrs. Maple. <laughs> I like Ms. Maple. It's very Ms. Marple. Yeah, she <laughs> really. solves crime on the Mysteries weekends. with Ms. Maple. Well, with Matt around, there's got to be plenty of mysteries. Except what's, what's that smell? She's licking the, the floor. The cool things about the Mrs. Maple mysteries is generally she just beats confessions out of the <laughs> criminals, so it's really short. And <laughs> She's about see, to beat a confession see, out of Matt see? right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you listeners know, um, since our mascot chewed through a mic, uh, we have to share a couple mics here. So I'm trying to get her to say something, but <laughs> she gives me a death stare. Like well, paparazzi and put it in my face. <laughs> Well, you know, I have a genuine question. Ms. Maple, what is it like living with Geek Shock's own celebrity from the north, Maple Leaf Matt? With his D-less celebrityism? <laughs> wow. D-less? She moved you up. Wow. There were Australians who recognize him before. on the streets of Vegas. Free Subway sandwich. Well, they have a free go. Subway sandwich? At which Subway? I'm going. They're not going to know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they only know Maple Leaf Mad. But I was in line on the Green Valley location Ooh. and Sunset. Yeah. And uh, I'm spot. ordering, and the guy's looking at me like, I recognize your voice. Maple Leaf Matt. I go, yep. And he goes, this one's on me. And he's like, make it out there, signs the sub, Maple Leaf. It's pretty good. And then I've been recognized in. So he got everything on the sub. Oh, yeah, I took advantage of that. <laughs> Everything. Double, double meat, double, meat, meat, yeah. double cheese. I want a BMT cheese. club roast beef turkey with bacon, extra bacon. Plus steak. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was inside Sunset Station talking to one of my patients because uh, we used to bring our patients there sometimes to Sunset Station. And this guy playing blackjack just turns around and goes, Maple Leaf Matt? And I was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Nice caliber. Geek Shock's own. 
Wow. Shout out to Subway Shocker out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Subway Shocker. The Subway this one Shocker. goes out to you. Slinging that cold cut combo. <laughs> With the fake tuna oh, God. and the rubber yoga mat bread or whatever oh, it was. <laughs> yoga mat. Wasn't it? It was like yoga mat. They Something used a, like that. They used a preservative that's also used in making yoga mats, yes. What? But it's food grade and it's fine. Stop freaking out, people. That was There you go. That was Q, that, Q, 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 literally. Like Q anon. <laughs> <laughs> God, I remember when they came out with the cold cut combo back in the days I worked at Subway. We would just sneer because that's like the cheap shit for people that, who don't know any better. That's the bologna those sandwich. Are, those are the people who want bologna. Can I have bologna, damn it? <laughs> I want bologna. You know, you know how many times fucking Whitehall, Pennsylvania. It's a suburb of Allentown, kind of, sort of. Uh, just about, I mean, talk undeservedly north of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> And in this fucking place, people are coming in. I want the cold cut combo, but can you take off all the good stuff? And it's like they just wanted a bologna sandwich. They came in the subway for a fucking bologna sandwich. <laughs> that and wanting their, their roast beef hoagies with butter. What? That's apparently what they do in East Pensy. Butter on their roast beef blarf. They, butter and toasted, right? Uh, I didn't toast shit. Oh, well, shit. Paul, oh, you're gonna God. be one of these Dang, people. Yeah. yeah, really. All right, I will. I will. I, I can't say I defend the cold cut combo, but I've eaten plenty of those. Uh, oh, but the butter cheap on the bastard. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a five dollar foot long. Yeah, it was. You know, I was. I was in college. That's what. That's what. Five dollars is my price it. range. And, and you know what? I will admit, during college, yes, the cold cut combo was nicer to my wallet. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Exactly. That was the whole point. There are lots of poor college kids. Yeah, you know? poor. Were you living off the subway tips there? And you're like, oh, tips? you cheap. That was bastard. back before the tips. tips. What tips? <laughs> you're a you were a you were an artist. You deserve to be paid. Well, I for was your an artist. Creation. It, it, I actually, it was really funny because the the store I worked at in Whitehall, uh, it was my friend who had opened up a franchise. We'd worked together at college, and he opened up a franchise. And he's like, come out here and help me open this thing. And it was just him and me. And uh, there were people who came there because I was making sandwiches. Proper, proper artist. Wow, exactly. Wow. Nobody looked at me and was like, "I think I recognized you." (laughs) But then again, I, I, you know, there was that one kid. I forgot his name. He loved olives. Okay. Loved olives. So I'd make his sandwich, and I would just, it would be a blanket of olives across the top before I closed the bread. Wow. That's like me with pickles. Gotta have extra pickles. Oh, pickles are nice, yeah. I used to do that at Burger King. Because you could do that at Burger King. When they had workers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back in the day. Uh, some locations were like, we all quit. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. We all quit. <laughs> Fuck you. Good for them. Good yes. for them. Too bad for you and your pickles. Go so, get your whopper somewhere else. Yeah. So what geeky things did you do this week, my friends? Uh, Kay, what'd you do? I watched Gunpowder Milkshake. Gunpowder Milkshake. Tell yeah. me all about the gunpowder. Uh, it's a chick John Wick that goes a little it's more a, it's overboard. A, a chick wick. A chick wick. Karen Gillen is uh, basically our our uh, Keanu substitute. And it's the and it does a little thing with a, like an under society of assassins and stuff like that. But it um, doesn't go anywhere near as deep as that, and it's a little more over the top. 
in the action and fun. So, but Lena Hetty is in it, uh, Michelle Yeoh, Carla Gugino, Gugino, Gugino. Yes. One of those is Stop, in you're it. you're both right. Yeah. And uh, uh, They're librarians. that's what I remember. Yeah, that's their cover thing. That's what I that's what I picked from the trailers. Like yeah. they're librarians. They're they librarians. Have guns. And it's literally like you need a little Jane Austen. They pull out a Jane Austen book, you open it up and it's got a pistol in it and you know st- fun stuff like Cute. that. <clears throat> but actually a nice big shoot 'em up crazy action thing. Paul Giamatti is in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Nice I, fun. I watched it as well. I, I I liked it on one side. I thought it was beautiful to look at. Yes. Uh, the action scenes, fun. Uh, but really, really shallow. Oh, yeah. it's Well, that's... You know what? I think John Wick has kind of set a standard now for a little depth to your shoot-em-ups. Because... If you really think about it, you don't need any more than was in Gunpowder Milkshake. You really True. don't. But now people will look at it and be like, you know, because it doesn't it doesn't quite have the depth. Even though it's shot for it, right? You know, Karen sure. being Lena's Lena's uh, a daughter and all that stuff. And yeah, but but for all that, you I. I've, I felt really emotionally detached through the yeah, whole thing. No, I, I there wasn't a, a deep thing there, except you know when car. Uh, ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, never mind. Okay, um, but yeah, so I saw that. I saw Army of Dar, uh, Army of the Dead. Oh, are you you've gotten around to Army of the Dead? Yes, it was really funny too because I saw that, and then I was cruising around Facebook and I saw the meme, you know, ruin a movie by replacing one word with foreskin. Oh, Jesus. And I was just like, oh, this will be funny. So I put up the meme, and then I did Foreskin of the Dead. And I was prepared for an inundation of Kirsten. This is a two-month-old meme. What are you doing? Get with it. Stay modern. And instead, the comments just filled up with a whole bunch of different movie titles. <laughs> it's your most popular post it, in it, years. It was, it was yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Why not Army of Foreskin? Uh, Why not well, Army? You, you of could, foreskin. you could, but I figured foreskin of the dead was, uh, you know. I, either way is a really disturbing image. Sure, my favorite that you know I've done that nobody commented on was you know stop or my foreskin will shoot, <laughs> and that one just I don't know, man. That one didn't go anywhere. So <laughs> I don't know. I well, that thing has some legs in this room, but I liked um, I liked Army. Of the dead, army of dead, army of the dead, the dead. This is the the Vegas. This is the Vegas Snyder. Snyder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drax the Destroyer is taking on a bunch of zombies and shooting them. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. Yep, a little more emotional connection there, Todd. You can, you know, you get the feels. A a little more so, but also a little shallow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. (laughs) I just. (laughs) I remember I took a nap in the middle of it because it was just so long Ooh. and this before the, the nap and then after the nap so both of it was good <laughs> i enjoyed both of it but i did take a nap in between it i don't know what i missed wow. out during the nap wow oh, oh wow. wait you didn't stop it for the for the nap? no 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 yeah it was that long <laughs> it was so long you could take a nap in between what in between what i don't know I, I, <laughs> zombie you know getting into zombie getting into vegas and Getting out of Vegas. My is, goodness, is, yeah. You know, I don't much. know what happened in between. I don't really feel like I missed anything. Eh, you probably uh, didn't. You know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. You know. Then I watched 
I had to see what I had to see what the man oh, baby was talking about. So I watched Masters of the Universe Revelations. Masters of the Universe yeah, Revelations. Or, or should I say Tila? <laughs> the Tila Show. I want to say the Tila Show. Cause you're all about Tila. Give, give me your thoughts. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Of course, I'm not a He-Man fan, so I don't care. I don't care what's going on. I thought it was actually kind of nicely done. And I enjoyed it. I don't think, uh, you know, Tila, yeah, there is, uh, she does a bit in there. But uh, so what? I don't know. Didn't bother me. I watched as well uh, this weekend. And I can say, hands down, it is the best Master of the Universe thing I've ever seen. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> and as a fan of the, of the old show, not to the point of Paul, I can okay. barely remember an episode plot at oh, this point. Oh, well. But I know I watched three quarters of them growing up. Mm-hmm. What I loved about this show, uh, one, it had a story that was actually a story. Yes. That, that followed along multiple plots. It, it had a real ballsy move in that first and last episode mm-hmm. uh, that I'm really impressed that Mattel even let them do that. Right. But the art direction, if you're a fan of the toys... This is all just, here's every toy you've ever seen of Masters of the Universe. The ones that you love, the play sets, nice. at least at some point, give some kind of love. Well, I was looking for Fisto. I didn't see it's Fisto. Coming. Oh, okay. no, you can bet Fisto's coming. Rimshot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, 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 if you do it right, always. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, yeah, I enjoyed that. That was fun, kind of crazy, wacky. It was. It. Uh, I really liked uh, Lena Headey as uh, Evelyn. You could hear her. You could hear Cersei. But you know, still, it's perfect. Yeah, perfect. The, that's that's what I think I loved most about this version of Masters of the Universe. The characters, for the first time, don't feel one dimensional, mm-hmm. and they feel fleshed out. They each have their own wants and needs, and I finally give a shit about Orko. Wow. I mean, they, um, Kevin Smith or whomever, you, uh, Orko was like something. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was just like, wow, he's not just a, he's not just a comic relief in this one. Who's Mark Hamill? Skeletor? I yes. Assume? Okay. And there are a couple times, there are just a couple times, Skeletor kind of jokers up a bit. But, but still stellar performance. Yes. Now, the blowback. The critics love this show. The critics yes. are going nuts for it. Right. Uh, of course, the whole thing got review bombed on Metacritic or whatever it is by the, the fanboys who are saying, it's if, right. if you're going to make a He-Man show, why is there no He-Man? First of all, it's not called He-Man. It's called Masters of the Universe. That's true. So that's, he, if you remember the original ones, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, this is more about everybody else. For those who kept crying that, there's not enough He-Man. He-Man is in about every episode of the show. Yeah. In one way or the other. A certain section of nerds have an expectation. And if you don't fulfill their exact expectation, they decide that it is not the thing they ever want to have again. D- don't like it. Somebody else do it else. Do it for me again. Yeah. And it's, and the, it's gross. And the sense of entitlement. Yes. Because I forget uh, Ghost Clown or whatever the fuck his name is, a YouTuber. He's one of the first ones who started bitching about Tila. And uh, Kevin Smith actually engaged 
and actually said, uh, no, 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 this is a He-Man show, don't you worry about it. And everybody's like, ah, see, well, it is a Tila show. And they're actually, they're actually demanding Smith apologize to this jagoff <laughs> for lying to him. It's amazing. It is just, it's like, no, you don't apologize because people mislead you in marketing. You know, sometimes you do that, you stupid little shits. I don't want to spoil the, the show. There's too many good things in there to spoil. Uh, I will say that He-Man doesn't figure into the show as much as some would expect. Mm -hmm. But He-Man is integral to the plot of every episode of this show. Yeah. He's like walking in the background. Like, whether or he not, goes. He, whether or not he is the focus of the camera, she'll be like, "Oh, I'm so thirsty," and he'll like drink this. <laughs> so it is through he and man. through. <laughs> it is always through, stay hydrated, kids. Through and through, it is a He-Man show. And knowing it's half the battle. Oh shit! Wrong show. Shit. Uh, <laughs> so Kevin Smith, Geek Shock says you don't need to apologize for anything. <laughs> That's right. Fuck. No. That's right. And Take a flamethrower to them. In fact, next next season, Kevin. You, you you kill everybody, and, and and it's just Jay and Silent Bob and Eternia. And also <laughs> to save the spoilery aspects of it, there are certain things that he can't he could not reveal leading up to this. Yeah, that first episode, I was like, seriously, the fuck they're do they're doing this, and excited. I was very very yeah. happy with it, and. I realize this is part one, so we'll get the rest of the story another time. That's right. Five episodes. But I love how it ended. Yeah. It, it ended great. It started great and had a very interesting middle. Best animated show I've seen since Attack on Titan. Wow. All right. Yeah, he said that. He said it. It's official. Obviously hasn't watched Love, Death, and Robots, but you know. Oh my I, God. You know what? I've no. only seen the yes. first episode of that. So. Oh, <laughs> How did you, you need not to watch continue those? after that? Oh my God, they're so good. They're so good. But anyway, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's enjoyable. I don't, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking people. Fucking yeah. people. Yeah, if you don't meet their expectations, they say burn it all down. Fuck your expectations. That's what I have to say about it. Just because they're being loud, there's not there's not that many of them. They're just super fucking loud about yes. it. Yeah. Yes. And if they just shut up and let people who enjoy what they're consuming talk about it, there you know, there's a lot more people out there enjoying it and appreciating it. So the, the loud minority cause a lot of problems in this world. <laughs> so yeah. pretty much, yeah. you can't rely on critics, critics anymore, and you can't rely on audience anymore, like audience critics. But you can anymore. rely on Geek Shock. That's right. That's true. Yeah. Michael, what'd you do this week? I did VlargCon! Woo! Why the fuck would you do that when everybody was at DebCon? Well, I had to do VlargCon. Uh, I, I showed up there, but I immediately moved to DebCon. Even <laughs> Vlarg himself moved to DebCon <laughs> yes, for all the Vlarg panels. That's true. He say, did do all the Vlarg panels he, at DebCon. He did all the Vlarg camp panels at DebCon. That was kind wild. Of, kind of half-assed him. Like, just flew through him. Didn't really put his heart into it. No. I was disappointed with Vlargcon, but Debcon was fantastic. Debcon was amazing. So happy. So like normal. Like normal. So yeah. it was... Vlarg, meet the two. When, when Vlargcon met Debcon for those seven minutes, it, it was, all right, let's get, oh, get, get past this. And then once Debcon started in earnest, it, it, it was a deep, interesting 
fun drinking experience. It, it, it's like every interaction you have with Barry. It's like, let's get this over with so I can hang out with Deb. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Barry? You mean Mr. Deb? Yes. Mr. Mr. Deb. Deb. Mr. Deb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm out here in Vegas. I, I love being back. Uh, I got to go to Pinball Hall of Fame and their new building and really enjoyed that. Uh, I played some uh, Medieval Madness and that table beat me up a little bit, but it's a mean table. It's a mean table, but it's fun. I like the I like blowing up those those buildings. Also, like uh, back home, I have What's Brewing, um, which is a coffee shop, and they roast their own coffee beans there. But they also um, and I post I think I post on Shock Monkeys, but they also refurbish their own pinball tables there. So they have. Some great pinball tables, and they do a really good job refurbishing the tables. Not to put any shade on Pinball Hall of Fame, like he's got a lot of tables, he does a great job. I love the service that he's providing. But what's brewing is making like almost brand new tables, these are gorgeous tables and great to play. So, I've been practicing on Starship Troopers, and uh, I got to show off some of my Starship Trooper skills. I think Kirsten was impressed by some of my maneuvering of pinballs. Oh, um, were you? He's yeah. He, Mike has tremendous ball handling. Thank you. Impressive. Thank you. Uh, it, it's a we'll little talk f- later. A little finger here, a little finger there. Pop right in the hole. Yeah, we'll definitely talk. And later. he, I mean, I mean, the way he operates his uh, third flipper, enough to get the extra ball, right? Yeah. Uh, oh hell yeah, I got it, that it, extra ball. It's hard to get the extra ball. Yeah, I mean, you got the two flippers to deal with. That that third flipper is hard to maintain over time. It's a separate. It, you got to use a separate finger. You know, you can't use the same finger for, you know, the one. You got to yeah. use a separate finger. No. So the Starship Trooper table, have you seen it? Yes. Okay. So it's got it's got your, your normal right and left flipper. And then under the right flipper, there's another button for an extra right flipper that's like right off from the right flip. It's right above the right flipper. It's not like up further in the table. It's right there. It's right so, next to it. So you, right you, next to it. you can have a ball slip between the two, right? Yeah. If you yeah. have it, you can't just have it open. No, you got to yeah. You gotta be ready for it. Only use it when it's necessary. That's right. You gotta, but you get a little bit of analysis paralysis with that flipper. Like, which flipper do I use? But once you get it, once you get it uh, down, you can use that, that flipper, you know, let go here, push in there, boom, right in the hole. <laughs> let that be a lesson to us all. Yeah. Yeah. So, Pinball Hall of Fame was fantastic. I got to do that. I got to go to Millennium Fandom Bar. Yawn. I, <laughs> I had a great time. I'm happy that they're there and doing their thing. I did miss having Andy with me. Uh, you miss Andy? I miss Andy. Wow. Oh, gosh. Did you hear that, Shock Monkey? Someone misses Andy. I'll, I'll fight you, Matt. <laughs> Someone Andy misses is a Andy. sweet, beautiful soul. <laughs> He's a wonderful little man. Yeah, but what's that got to do with missing him? <laughs> Exactly. Uh, and another thing that I did that I kind of missed Andy on, uh, Andy on, I played Gloomhaven. You did. I wow. got to. I got to be Craghart. So hold on, hold on. He's only played it one time, right? Andy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's played as many times as Michael. Uh, Professor Biggs has played it twice as much as Andy has. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think three times as much because we did two scenarios. I think we may have, yes. Yeah. So that's true. We were like, want to do another one? And Steve yeah. was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we, we had our first four-player game of Gloomhaven. Yeah. It's much nicer with four-player, isn't it? It is a much longer game with four players. Longer. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, 
But you know what? I like Gloomhaven, whether it's two players, three players, or four players. I think it works. Anyway, I was a little trepidatious with four because I've been warned off plenty of times that that is a game that it becomes glacial paced at four players. But I was so into the scenario and, of course, dealing with the admin that the time passed so quickly that yeah. I didn't even realize didn't how it long, long it took. I don't think it was that no, long. It's like, it might have been a minute. Yeah. But once we got does. it set up, like, yeah, it was, it was good to go. Is there a factor of, like, you know, when you're setting up for creatures, is there a factor of, like, X number of creatures per player? Yes. Uh, okay. When you set up the scenario, it, it shows you if, if you have two players, you will have less creatures to deal with than with okay, four good. players. Okay. Yeah. And some of them won't be as strong. Ah, uh, okay. But these so. creatures are hard to kill. I've never played Gloomhaven, but they're really hard to kill. Depending. But, uh,. Like actual creatures, not like D and D, where you just uh, fireball for fifty million. Oh, he's dead! Wow. Well, like D and D, it depends. Some and you want I dare you to bring that fireball into my campaign. <laughs> man, oh man! You know, I built that character. Shitty. I was told, you know, he was like, "It's TC. He's the annoying guy," and I'm like, "Everything." And I'm like, "Okay." Torgo's character, everybody. Yes, Torgo's character. Yeah. TC. Yeah. Um, uh, Vlarg lost it, so he asked me to rebuild him. So I re-rolled, and I made sure to you know put the nine in wisdom, sounds and, right, and stuff like that. Stupid and, stat, uh, yeah, that? yeah. But um, perception. I also insight. just Wait, I just made him as worthless because as, I figured okay, a Todd character is not worth it unless it's worthless. He's right. You know, Todd does not go for optimization. So of course he had no fireball. He had water breathing. That sounds right. You know, yeah, right. You know? <laughs> my, my philosophy of D&D players is that I have played enough of the ultimate paladin or the ultimate wizard that I want to play the broken paladin, the yeah. broken wizard, yeah. the, the guy who wants to be something but can't, but trying his best. Con confirm this for me, Todd. Yes. Prior to Deb getting a hold of TC. Oh, shit. Who, you know, Deb was like, oh, no, oh, no. But prior to that, yeah, she practically she practically played the character. Your strongest, your the strongest spells were confusion and animate objects. That sounds perfect. Yeah, see, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, spot. But on. you know, she, she gave you know, me fireball and reverse spell. gravity. Yeah, no, like, actually, I had reverse gravity in there. I think I did have that in there. That was your one seventh level, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the other thing because it's like he had one seventh level slot one six so i gave him one spell each because you don't need more no you know and 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 she was giving me shit over that too and by the way deb's giving me shit over this even though matt's playing the character yeah because so. <laughs> yeah. matt Cause she, uh, deb gave it a look over and was like oh no because oh, apparently no. she plays a sorcerer in, in another campaign well it's deb you want Deb? i still remember i think it was descent uh we were playing one time todd and Deb came in late, okay. and we were getting our asses kicked. And we had for her set up the uh, bag, big, big badass with an axe. Okay. And and it was like we need Deb to get started here so we can start kicking ass in this thing. And then my sorcerer got killed too many times, and we lost. But you know, hey, <laughs> that's descent. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah. By the yeah, that was the D and D game from the previous yeah. time. But yeah, um, I made him. I'm, I think I made a good Todd character. I appreciate. Nobody that. appreciates my work. I appreciate it. You're not there. <laughs> <laughs> Paulette, what'd you do this week? So we I, did Debcon as well. Right. 
that was awesome. Saturday, we also did Millennium Fandom Bar, which I had a good time at. It's a nice spot. <laughs> you get you Deadpool can have drinks. They've really got good. fun little. I mean, they have fun little. Uh, uh, art pieces on the wall that are all nerd based, and you get to look around and like, what's that and what's that? And it's well, a wonderful game. You just share your different nerd. A lot of people complain that it's not enough of one thing, but I like that it's a bunch of different things, and you can be like, I nerd out about that. Do you nerd about that? About it? No. Let me tell you about it. What do you nerd? Oh, I nerd out about that. Okay, let let me hear about that. Well, it's, that's the good part about going with a bunch of nerds. Is you can literally learn something about every single piece of something that's on the wall there yeah and we were there for christmas in july and they were that was playing a little weird rise of the guardians and uh, the christmas chronicles and, and the christmas chronicles wait wait that's what the event at the millennium fan bar while you were there christmas yes. in july okay yeah. and they so had elves were running amok yeah Santas. they had some people dressed up as santa and elves and they oh. were doing a photo shoot next door it's 103 outside oh yes, yes. <laughs> No, there were there were shirtless elves. Were there? Uh, some of them were, yeah. Oh, okay. How come yeah. I didn't see those? I don't know. Not that uh, I would uh, want if to I were more attracted bar, to shirtless men, I would have pointed them out to you, but I just kind of blew it off. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Next that's time, I'll really, make sure to point really out. selfish. When we're on the cruise you, together. I'll point out all the shirtless guys for you. I have eyeballs. All right. Well, I, I just want to make. You. I don't want you to miss. Do you anything. need me to be a wing person? I do need you to be a wing person. Well, you yes. see, the problem with these shirtless elves is they're, they're a bunch of nerds. They don't exactly have the bods to. I literally just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think she lives with a with a nerd. So you know, the, yeah. the number one thing in a relationship: communication. <laughs> yeah. Second, listening. That's just. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? What? Huh? Huh? Eh? Confusion. <laughs> What else should do this week? That was all we did. I mean, that was my highlight, and then Sunday sucked. Because <laughs> it's Sunday, and the next day is Monday, which is today. Wait, wait, why does Sunday suck? Because it's the end of the weekend. But you're supposed to enjoy that last day. It's the Monday that's supposed to suck. You're not supposed to make, make, make Sunday well, the day. they both suck. <laughs> Garfield doesn't have a case of the Sundays. <laughs> Can't I have a case of the Sundays and the Mondays? Do you need a lasagna? I need a No, lasagna. I did have some later, did, did though. <laughs> it was pretty good. Chicago <laughs> Joe's go. on 4th Street. <laughs> this ad brought well, to you by Chicago Mondays are Joe. great because we record the show those days. See? so uh, Put a we, pin on that. Yeah. You know, when, uh, when Matt shows up. I like that. We record the show on Mondays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, sure. I was talking, you're going to start using your Mondays as like paint times, right? You're going to paint minis on Mondays. Sure. Because you've got that, that yeah, day off. Yeah, going to do that right away. So me and Todd can get playing uh, Blood Bowl, and uh, well, you got You got to face the the um, Trudeau brown faces, right? So that's that's. You've been talking about this for nine years. <laughs> if it has not happened yet, it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. That's Trust the, me. I, I okay. <laughs> Well, what did I do? Uh, pretty much the same, the same as you. <laughs> Granted, today I went down a Dune rabbit hole, so I was watching like ah. ooh, clips of David Lynch's movie there from uh, what the '84 movie. Yeah, yeah. And then I was watching some Get Ready for the 2021 movie or 2020. No, 2020. Yeah, it comes out. It's 2021. December, October. Yeah, yeah. 2021. December. I, I want to say came out last December. year. <laughs> what schedule or slated for December? Dune. Yeah, is in October. It'll be out during my birthday. The, the man works at a the movie theater. He, okay. He's going to know. October. 
Yeah. That's even, that's even better. See, that's better. That's, better. that's better. So I was watching a few videos of like who's playing Baron Harkonnen and what's he all up, up to and all that crap. So that's what I was doing today. Fantastic. Big Dune fan. You remembered. I am, yes. Even though I haven't yet to read the book. Really? <laughs> but I played all the RTS games. From the like the late '90s to early 2000s, those were always fun. All right, that's that, that that's the OG real time strategy yes. computer game. That, yeah, that's Dune, Dune two, Dune two thousand, Emperor, Battle for Dune. That was a good one. And did, then, did you ever play any of the board games? No. Okay. No. Was, that was my RTS days, before the MMO days of WoW. If if I bought a Dune board game, would you play it? I would play. Yes, I would play it. I've seen Matt Colville play with his group, and it looks really fun. All right. I would play, yes. I will eventually track one down. Because I've been wanting to play it, but I'm like, I'm not sure who wants to play this kind of game. So I'm like, this is wonderful news to my ears. Is it hard to find or something? Like, it's old? It used to be, but they reprinted it. It came out in the early 80s. Okay. Uh, and it was a big-time strategy game, multiplayer um, But they reprinted it in the last couple of years, and it's widely available again. Okay, cool. An 80s strategy game? Yeah. Boy, talk about your eight hours. Uh, it's, it's long. Like Gloomhaven, yeah. Axis and Allies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're, tune in for a night. Get bottles of wine. It's going to be a thing. <laughs> what's, that, what's that other game that's really Twilight something? Twilight Empire? Oh, I have that too if you want to play that. Yeah. Imperium? Twilight, Twilight Imperium. Imperium. Twilight Imperium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that game can last for days. Yeah. You picked it off the one, and you're like, oh, I got to use my other hand too. <laughs> Just like, I still have to introduce you guys to titan ooh, yeah that that game's that game's stupid long yeah what's titan tell us about titan it's a it's like a it's sort of like a tile based game okay and what you're doing is you move across hexes that have certain paths and you build your armies and basically you recruit in your hexes okay and there are chains to recruitment like if you have uh, rangers, you know, your rangers can recruit, say, in the marsh hex. Okay. Or your, uh, oh, my God, I'm, I'm like, your centaurs can recruit, you know, in other hexes and stuff. And you build up your armies. The fact that there's centaurs at all involved, I'm in. And people, you build up your armies. And then when two armies collide, you pull out the main battle map. Oh. For that hex. Oh, shit. Set you up serious? your armies and fight. Oh, that's cool. That's wow. like Archon. It, it is very cool. But very long. But it <laughs> goes on. For, I've played games where at eight hours, we're like, okay, we're ready to call this. <laughs> it's also player elimination. Oh. So you start, and, but eventually somebody can get wiped out. Because right. when, you, when you destroy someone's last... Uh, army, you actually pick up some, you pick up some stuff, so you get stronger. Incentivized and, to do that, and the whole point is to eventually become the Titan, because the Titan is like the greatest, uh, the greatest game piece in the game. It 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 it's fun because building is fun. Yeah, you building, you know, figuring out what chains you can go through, and the guys who introduced it to me knew it cold, like literally. Uh. My pieces are set up. And I would roll the dice because you roll six siders to find out how you know where you can go. And I would roll the dice, and somebody goes, "Up ah, there, go there! You can get your war bear now." And I haven't even looked at where I can move my pieces. Yeah. And 
you know, I'm not even sure if I'm building an army with war bears, but they know it's so cold. They knew what you were building they because you don't reveal your armies. Ooh. You might know through recruitment because you'll say, I have two rangers. I'm recruiting a war bear. But after a while, you know, you don't know what's in everybody's armies because you start splitting off armies. You start with one or two, but eventually you'll have a half dozen crawling across the board. It is amazingly fun, but it's... Uh, it is so a, a beast. monster, and and just just waiting your turn can be a beast too. Well, I, Talk so about taking a nap, me, Mike. Yeah, kind of reminds yeah. me of Total War, board game version of that, where it like zooms in, you set yeah. up your guys and zoom out, mm-hmm. two armies meet. Yeah, we'll do it one day. We have to have uh, Lewis here so he can just be get cross-eyed <laughs> over it. But <laughs> it, I mean, it it is tremendous fun, but it's also it's a game. I can really see our group, we play it one solid night and go, that was fun. I don't think we're ever going to do this again, <laughs> yeah. but that was fun. All right, so go, it's called Titan. Yes. Uh, well, question I have with it. So let's say there's, how many Mac players does it max out with? I don't know, actually. I've oh, okay. played. So let's, let's say we have five players. Woof, yeah. Okay. And the two, two players, their armies go to that, turn over that battle map and they fight. Right. Does everyone else just watch them fight then yes. at that moment? Wow. Yes. How long does that last? It it can last because wow. there's dice rolling. Um, Couple bottles have, of you, wine. You, you compare numbers <laughs> and yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an old 80s style where, I mean, because the board is very abstract and it's fantasy based, but they do enough simulation stuff that, and you know, in any game, the more simulationist it is, the longer everything takes. Yeah. And so it kind of runs in that way. It's a real fun game, but yeah. Um, if you look online, I believe somebody put up a computer version of it online. It's like a browser game called Colossus. I don't know if it's Colossus.net. I don't know how you find it, but if you do like Colossus titan board game i think you might be able to find it online okay because a friend of mine actually said he was having a ball playing it online 15 years ago he said that oh okay so oh wow because i introduced it to to some of my gaming buddies from my old group and that was one of the games where at like three in the morning we were just like all right guys maybe we need to call this (laughs) yeah y'all would hate me in a game like that because i'd be like no let's keep going yeah even if i was winning i'd be like no i want to keep going you win we give up you win no we will finish this out oh god i want to crush every single one of you i have earned my moment earned my dude it is oh it's wow it's a it can it can be a grind but yeah But building your armies and going up against people, it can be a tremendous fun. I know. Sounds Warhammer. Like, <laughs> yes, Warhammer, Warhammer, Warhammer. Yeah. yeah, and these are all like cardboard chits. It's, right. you know, it's not. Well, that's 80s. Yep. Yes, it is. Squ- cardboard squares on a hexy map. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I, I learned a little something this week with uh, my, one of my commissions. Um and so I want to pass it along to those out there that paint miniatures. So if you don't paint miniatures and don't give a shit, just go ahead and fast forward. But That's now, me. All right. Fast forwarding. Let's go. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I've, I've been hired recently uh, to paint some board games. Uh, one of the board games that I was hired to paint is a game called Flashpoint. It's a really fun firefighting board game. Co-op, everybody versus the place on fire saving people. Ooh, that sounds fun. You, you know, you have 
so much time before the place burns down. Save everybody you can. Yeah. Uh, the game doesn't come with miniatures, but there's an add-on that you can get to put miniatures of those firefighters in the games. 14 of them, including a dog. Oh. So right, so you, you each have an individual character, and each character has its own powers, much like Pandemic in that regard. Yeah. Um, so I was hired to paint these fourteen firefighters. Uh, it was a plastic I've never dealt with before. I, I've dealt with a lot of different kind of plastics from different board games, and never had a problem with it. You basically paint minis the same way. You mm. prime them. And then you put a base coat, then you do your highlights and shadows, and then your final details, and then you put a, a clear coat over it to protect it so it doesn't scratch, and you're done. I don't know what these pieces were made of, what kind of plastic, but every primer that I used, and I used three different kinds, would never properly set on them. The primer remained tacky. Every single time. And I tried it once with just base coating with regular acrylics, and that remained tacky. There was some chemical in that plastic that kept the paint from drying completely. So you would grab it, and you'd get this, your fingers just be covered in black primer, because that's the primer I was using for its base. So I, was, I have never run into this problem before. I, it, I was pulling my hair out over it. Finally, what I ended up doing, and it finally worked, and I'm finally painting them, is I covered them with a clear coat lacquer first, basically uh, sealing yeah. over Just that plastic. Seal over the plastic, yeah. And then when I primed it, everything was fine. So uh, those of you who paint miniatures out there, if you ever come across a plastic where it's just the primer isn't setting, nothing is sticking, you don't have to strip it unless you've put too many thick coats of primer over it, just cover what you've done in a uh, clear coat lacquer, let it dry. I recommend doing it again to make sure there isn't some crevice that's been missed, and then paint normally. Re-base re coat, reprime it, re-base coat it, and you should be fine. But Are the minis uh, like a hard resin-type plastic, or are they a soft kind they're, of... They're soft. Okay. They're, they are softer. But I've dealt with many soft yeah, I mean, board game plastics. I've never dealt with this problem. That's weird. I wonder. There's got to be some chemical in there. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. So I just wanted to pass that along for my mini painters out there. Uh, also, I, I don't usually bring up podcasts, other podcasts on this show. Uh, I listen to many of them. Uh, but many of you out there know that I am a fan of Yacht Rock. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. a band in town called Pleasure Cruise. They're my absolute favorite. Pleasure Cruise. I, I was actually trying to think of them I, a couple weeks ago. I was talking about them with a friend. I absolutely adore them. Uh, if you're not familiar with the term, Yacht Rock is that era of AM gold music from the late 70s to about 1984 where everything was just smooth. We're talking Benson's Give Me the Night. Uh, we're, we're talking most of Kenny Loggins from that time. Yeah. Yacht Rock. Uh, some Hall and Oates, yeah, rock. Uh, I found a podcast out there that's been out there for ages. This thing is going back years. The guys that invented the term yacht rock created a podcast called Beyond Yacht Rock, and in that podcast, they invent music genres and then do a top ten of those songs that Ooh. would fit in that genre, uh, like Divorce Core, where it's all the songs having to do with dealing with post-divorce. 
damn, that's Yeah, they that's do awesome. really specific, odd genres and then do a top ten. And they also do uh, episodes of what they call Yacht or Knocked, which is they take songs that people send to them that they say, is this a Yacht Rock song? And then they rate them with what they call their Yachtsky scale. Which is one to a hundred. That's it, good. Anything above fifty is yacht rock. Anything below is not. And they say why, and they're very, and they've really, really nailed out exactly what is yacht rock versus marina rock versus proto proto yacht and proto yacht. Yeah, they are absolutely wild in their making up of new genres and very specific in making sure that what they bring to it fits within those genres. And they are inherently funny. That sounds fantastic. Uh, I imagine they put together a playlist for you. How much of the songs are they playing? Are they doing the full playlist or just... They are playing it in the background. And since they're a review show, they can get away with it. They can get away with it. Okay. Because they're literally reviewing the music that they're talking about. Uh, So they actually use the tracks. Oh, man. And it is brilliant. And whether you're into Yacht Rock or not, uh, just peruse their lineup of other genres that they invent how many episodes deep are they right now dude they uh probably uh, they about 150 to 200 oh, wow uh and they stopped for a while they, and they started up again in the 20 in 2020 and but they've whatever they've they've got going on they've kind of stopped so this is kind of a podcast Ain't no 600 yeah it's, it's a podcast that's kind of faltered off but there's so much evergreen content for this show that it doesn't matter. What they have is forever gold. Forever AM gold, if you will. Yeah. Y'all are about to hit 600? That's awesome. You guys I should think- have Paul back on the show for 600. We should. Yeah. We should do something special for 600. So you can I get think like so. Devin Barry to come out. I think so. That would be awesome. Yeah. And I we know. could. Uh, would he do Mumra if he came back on? He might. He might. Uh, think we could get, well, yeah, it, th- the smell's over there. So <laughs> we are recording this at Matt's house, by the way. So yeah, we didn't yes. mention yeah. that. We, we have he's under the stairs over there. There is a Mumra. So Mumra lives with you. So maybe we can get Paul to do that. Yeah, that'd be, be awesome. Fun. That'd be yeah, so such great. a good. I'm excited. Good to idea. Hear that. Right? It'd be yeah. such a good idea. You think uh, Professor Biggs might be available for that? Biggs, can yeah. he come in from LA? That whore. He's always available. Okay. Nice. Uh, so monkeys, I can't promise anything, but episode 600 is looking to be. Like it might be a pretty cool thing. So, oh my God, yeet, this will be exciting. Uh, I do want to bring up big changes to this show. Changes. Uh, of course, uh, all of us or most of us work. Uh, all of us work, and the rest of us are trying to work. Um, you don't have to make allowances for me. Go ahead. Just <laughs> all of us work, and one of us sponges off of. Uh, so we can't always make our schedule around this show. We will always do what we can to put out a weekly show. Uh, unfortunately, 80s Jeff, uh, his job changed their entire work hours and scheduled for the week, and so he's no longer able to record on Mondays. Uh, to help deal with that, and so we don't lose him uh, his voice on the show, uh, starting next week, we will be recording on Thursdays and the show will be going up on Friday nights and I know that's a, a long way to wait that's a week and a half instead wait, of a week wait wait what's that is do I hear Jake screaming in the distance I think I heard a little something oh my goodness I think I heard that's a little it. something there uh, so with this next week when Tuesday rolls around and there's no show 
That's on freak purpose. Out. That- freak out. Just freak out, everybody. Lose your <laughs> shit. Just go for it. Uh, Get in the comments. Be aware the uh, new show will drop every week on Fridays. And again, with everybody's work being nebulous these days, uh, this could change again. So we'll just roll with it as best we can. And we appreciate your patience as we we get used to these changes. So thank you for your patience on that. Uh, the Geek Shock Book Club is reading The Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking by T. Kingfisher. And right now we are taking nominations for August's book. Uh, and that poll is going to be putting up pretty soon. So get your nominations in fast. And, of course, every August is a graphic novel. So only funny books are allowed. Daffy Duck. Sure, that will work. As long as it's in comic form, not prose. Fuck your prose in August. Wow. Can, is there a Daffy Duck prose? Is there some novel out there? Well, if I had a Daffy I imagine Duck voice, like, I'd do it. But yeah, no, yeah. None of us do, unfortunately. No. Uh, have you thought about bringing in a, like a, a substitute actor for Jeff? <laughs> the part of 80s Jeff will be played by... Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine <laughs> <laughs> here. You know, Taking the part of 80s Jeff. Th- you know it would be hilarious if Michael Caine actually did show up and Jeff wasn't here. <laughs> I, think, I think Jeff would, like, die. I don't think our fans would know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't know the difference, but, but Jeff would. <laughs> Jeff would be, be like, like, wait, I'm not on the podcast I, I don't right remember now. doing that I didn't episode. Say that. That wasn't me. Well, I can do it better, Michael Caine. Who's this <laughs> yeah, guy? Yeah, really. <laughs> All right, let's continue with the show. Let's do some news you don't give a shit about. No, no, don't even do it. Don't even do it. He's not here. <laughs> Just let it go. I, I like your Kermit the Frog slash... Fiction. <laughs> slash <laughs> what? <laughs> slash <laughs> slash Fozzie Bear? That was Marvin. That was Marvin. Slash Marvin. fiction? <laughs> that was almost Boss Gags. That was like <laughs> almost Cosmic Ray there or something. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I use Cosmic Ray in my, uh, my D&D games whenever someone's catch, cast uh, Scorching Ray. I'm like, ah, yeah, Scorching Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Why did somebody cast Scorching Ray? You always cast. I, I told fire. you that. Uh, what's 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 who's the guy who plays his brother? Uh, uh, Garrett. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. When I was doing uh, when I was doing Lion at uh, MGM, met uh, Garrett. He came up for a picture. And he was all like, hello, hello, how are you? You know, we're taking the picture and everything. He's like, make sure everyone to watch my new show. Everybody loves Raymond. You know, we'll be on. And he, you know, talk, does the whole spiel talking to us. And, of course, he said, my new show. So I was like, oh, are you Raymond? And he looks at me and he gives me the perfect. He had already mastered that that brother of Raymond look. <laughs> Because he gave oh, me man. a perfect look and went, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. Uh, it, it, I didn't understand what had transpired for years. <laughs> yeah, until you like, finally saw the show and was like, he was in character already. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. No. <laughs> uh, I was just like, oh, so, okay. See you, Brad. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Last week, news broke that the state of California was suing Activision Blizzard. Good. <laughs> Fuck those guys. You tell him, brother. Wow. Uh, he's not wrong. 
for what is called a, quote, pervasive frat boy workplace culture, unquote. That's right. You take it, Bobby Kotick, where your $23 million salary. Where female staff were often subject to harassment. Uh, the lawsuit included disturbing descriptions of male employees' behavior that included micromanagement, naked photos of female employees being shared at a holiday party, and uh, cube crawls where male staff would, quote, drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in inappropriate behavior toward female employees, unquote. Meg does not approve. The news was so shocking and disturbing that many Activision Blizzard employees took to Twitter to share their stories. Uh, one of them was World of Warcraft senior system designer Jeff Hamilton, who admitted that work has essentially ceased on the game because of the emotional turmoil the lawsuit has inflicted on his team. So basically no change, because no work happens on that game anyways. <laughs> Hamilton said he was, quote, viscerally disgusted by the horrible trauma that has been inflicted upon my co-workers, friends, and colleagues, unquote. But what really brought work to a standstill in World of Warcraft was the response from Activision Blizzard. Quote, Activision's response to this is currently taking a group of world-class developers and making them so mad and traumatized they're rendered unable to keep making a great game, unquote. Uh, Activision Blizzard has denied the allegations against it, saying that the suit, quote, includes distorted and in many cases false descriptions of Blizzard's past, unquote. Uh, Chief Compliance Officer Francis Townsend went even further with an internal email to Activision Blizzard staff, at times both acknowledging past egregious actions while simultaneously calling the lawsuit meritless and irresponsible. Uh, at the end of the Twitter thread, Hamilton points to over 30 past and present Blizzard staff who also shared their personal stories online. These stories often mirrored the allegations presented in the lawsuit, describing a workplace that normalized sexual harassment and assault, and it's not just a goddamn Blizzard Activision problem. It's a problem in the core of that business. Yeah, gaming development's got a... Uh a huge problem with the what 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 did the lawsuit describe bro uh, frat a, a frat pervasive boy. frat boy workplace yeah culture Fuck those guys I agree with you Matt I I just want to know like okay burn that place to the ground because I hate Blizzard now and Activision mainly Activision they destroyed the beautiful company that is Blizzard but what I want to know is don't they have it in their contract that they can't just go on Twitter like I get whistleblowers and all that but. How are, how is this stuff getting out? Do they not have it in their contracts to where they cannot use Twitter to For like, leak like, all this stuff? Do not disclose agreements? If there's no NDA, it's, it's freedom of speech. Yeah, but most companies have that. You are talking out of your ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, right. a lot of the a lot of what you had mentioned were former employees. So yes. if they're no longer working there, you know. Yeah, they there do? could Fire be a, them? a limit on the NDA. And uh, also... Uh, it's actually law that NDAs can't stifle uh, discussion of illegal behavior. So okay. if, if people are bringing up stuff that might be involved in the lawsuit, then the NDA, there, there'll be no grounds. So Ubisoft is dealing with this shit. It's pervasive enough that's in a lot of smaller developers as well. As well. Things have got to change. And as consumers, what can we do? To help change it is the vote question. with your dollars. Don't don't yeah. spend money on Activision Blizzard products. You know, any listeners out there that still play WoW and have bought the six month um, uh, subscription, stop doing that. Just stop doing that. I know that WoW players. I think just yesterday had a massive sit in. Yes, in, in within the game. Yeah. 
uh, I read that, but a lot of them have canceled now. So that that game is. I think that's the yeah. I think I think that is and this specific case. I think the thing that you can do is if you are a WoW player or if you're playing any kind of game that involves some kind of paid subscription to Blizzard slash uh, EA. Activision. Oh, sorry, you, thank you. Activision. I, I understand why you. Yeah, 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 I understand why yeah. you got confused. When you or, said Blizzard Activision, I was like, wait, EA's got a problem? No, wait, this is a different <laughs> yeah. bullshit company. Exactly. Uh, and that, that's really it. Yeah. Because when you hit them in the wallet, that's when they will make change. Because otherwise... They're going to think everything's okay if the if the heads are making their their bank. Is there anyone who has an aggregate or uh, a list of nice indie developers that uh, include women developers? Some of this, some of these former staff that uh, uh, hopefully have gone on and not been completely ruined by this experience. To I, I don't have the list of individuals. If that's what you're asking, I, I, I would I say know. you know do a search for that and see if you can find that and try to try to back them in whatever project they're working on now and you know as long as it doesn't involve money going to an evil corporation and they also track what games of theirs are being played so if you have say diablo on playstation 4 or whatever uh the fact that you've already paid for that ages ago or whatever it was if you don't play it now like on purpose and keep that those player numbers down that can also affect something as far as let's let's say you're not you're not giving them money anyway you're not buying their their current product uh but even playing their current product is something that you can do by stopping that yeah yeah that don't they, give that, don't that give them those that. numbers yeah. yeah they can see who stopped playing if the numbers are large enough yeah so that is something that you can do as well because something has to be done to stop this shit. I'm glad that there's a finally a lawsuit because that's also going to hit them where it hurts in two ways. One, it tells us what's going on out here because what did we know about this until this lawsuit came around? Right, yeah. And two, if it goes through and they are found guilty for it, they're probably punitively damaged for it. And that can also cause ripples throughout the industry, hopefully. Hopefully this alone... Yeah, causes ripples, but this sounds like the Ubisoft bullshit, and this isn't ripples of that. This, this is, is completely just, different. Yeah, this is just something happening tangentially to that. Yeah, getting this knowledge that this is one happening, and two, do something about it yeah. individually. At this point, this is bullshit. At this point, this has gone on too long, way too long. There's plenty of other better MMOs out there, anyway. It's like Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people are sh- switching over to Final Fantasy because of this. Yeah. There are great games out there by great developers that don't treat their people like shit. Yeah. Like, the, the only people still playing WoW are the ones because they've been there since the beginning. They've invested 17 years in their character. You're canceling, by the way. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, after this, you're canceling. Uh, it's, it's, it's a way to hit them while it hurts. <laughs> She hasn't yeah, played you, since February, so it's not like we're just paying for nothing. Yeah, you got to vote with your dollars. Wow. It's now July. Wow. Almost August. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Paulette. <laughs> Boy, what was that colossal clang? It was 
Matt's balls hitting the floor. (laughs) (laughs) He laying it down, Mr. Manly Man. She's just looking at him going, you're tough with a microphone in your hand. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see see what happens when when that's gone. You wait till the witnesses are gone. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and other toddle like this, Mr. Agnello, um, New World. But I can't believe I said that because it's Amazon and they're just as bad. But it's another MMO. This is true. Although it's in beta right now, right? Yes. So it's not officially But out. I've heard some good things about that. The Amazon MMO. And then right? Ashes of Creation. That's another one coming out. I've heard the title. What, what is what is that? Or just, uh, just another MMO? Yeah, it's just another okay. MMO. Um, yeah, a lot of gods, that kind of stuff. A lot and of gods. And more open world. Um, so like the dungeons aren't like an instance. You just go, you find a cave. Oh, it happens to be a dungeon. You go in it and you can fight it and someone else can join you. Along okay. the way. So it's not like instance um, dungeoning or combat or whatever it is. Wow. But that that sounds really old school. That sounds like EverQuest yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. You can actually mount up in the dungeon instead of walking well, around like, you, wow. Yeah. You know, whatever you're into. Yeah. <laughs> Don't kink shame. Don't kink shame. <laughs> as long as it's consensual. Mount up on your horse slash Whatever you're thing, into. Whatever yep. you're. <laughs> you don't have to air your shit. <laughs> I think that would actually be a great MMO name. No. Whatever you're into. <laughs> I, just, think that, just, I think that was called Second Life. You know, just right, log yeah. on and let it happen. I know. We need, of, a, we need a Leisure Suit Larry D&D. No, we don't. You don't own a Switch, right? I don't own a Switch. Okay, well, Blood Bowl 3 is coming out um, August 8th. Yes, it's coming soon. Yeah. Not for, your Switch. For though. the Switch. Yeah, but for me, I'm excited because it's going on the Switch. Ah, so, so. you'll be able to find Because they didn't put Blood Bowl 2 out on the Switch? No. Oh, That was shit. only Microsoft and like Xbox and... and PlayStation. Yeah. Wow. So. Well, I'm so glad that you're, you'll get it. Are you going to force me to play this with you? No. There shouldn't be any forcing because it's a great game. Football, football, football. Sports, sports, sports. Sports, sports, sports. <laughs> and I hope there's and cross-platform play. Hold on. The mascot is chewing the bottom of the chair. All right. At least it's not a wire. Maple leaf Meg. Nom noms. Maple leaf Meg. I know. It melts your heart, doesn't it? It does. Well, you know, dude, she's going to play with you once she has all that free time from not playing WoW. Oh, you mean now that you play right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since since you dropped your balls on the table, man, (laughs) it's uh, (laughs) a slap. I mean, PlayStation has been crap with cross-platform play thus far, but they say they're trying to get better. So I'm not saying they're going to cross-platform Blood Bowl, but if they do, I'm there for you. All right, perfect. What about yeah. UK? You're into football. Yeah, what football? Well, PC is the ultimate cross-platform play, and yeah. so, so if the, anybody will cross-platform, it's PC, so K should be able to. Blood so. Bowl. It's basically Warhammer, but football. Oh, oh. oh you know, no figs? We're not going to... The, the digital version. The oh, the digital, digital version? version? Yeah. No, we still play with the figs. Yeah. Because you are. have your orcs, right? You got your orcs, right? <laughs> uh, I I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this, this dog head appeared on the table and grabbed... Half a napkin. Uh, he owns unpainted orcs that are currently in my possession. There we go. That's yes. <laughs> that is that is the story we're going with. Because he didn't want my humans. I was going to give him. He's like puny humans. Why yeah. the hell would you want to? Play I didn't humans? want the humans he was going to give me after he retracted on giving me the orcs that he my originally no, was going to no. give me. I did not. Yeah. I did not. You were there. You, you you're misremembering. I'm misremembering. <laughs> I, I I tend to remember that. Yeah. 
Get out of my house. News <laughs> <laughs> you don't give a shit about. Hackers have reportedly been baiting gamers with free game giveaways, which secretly help them farm cryptocurrency. Malware hidden deep inside the code of these games reportedly generates cryptocurrency for the hackers once downloaded. As reported by the BBC, the crypto mining malware called Krakenosh has earned hackers over $2 million in cryptocurrency. Researchers at Avast say that these cracked games have been finding their way over to 800 new computers every day. And that's only those with Avast antivirus software installed. According to Avast, the Philippines seems to have the most number of victims with over 18,000 cases, followed by Brazil and India with 16,000 and 13,000 reported, reported cases respectively. Poland, UK, and the US, US have reported over 12,000, 11,000, and 8,000 cases as well. Besides secretly mining cryptocurrency for the hackers, the Krakenosh malware reportedly slows down your computer, wears out components, and even makes your electricity bill go through the roof. Uh, the malware wow. also disables Windows updates and uh, uninstalls any security software in order to protect itself. Crap! Games like Grand Theft Auto V, NBA 2K19, and Pro Evolution Soccer 2018 containing the Krakenosh malware have been given out on various forums. So, I know there's some of you out there that like to get your shit for free. Be fucking careful. And no one else has anything to say about. Well, I want to. I want to, but I'm. I'm here. I want to talk about hacker baiting. Can we go back to hacker baiting? Hacker baiting. What was the hacker baited? Hacker baiting. Do we hacker baiting? Are we turning into that kind of podcast? Uh, While while Michael's here, yes. Yes, of course, of course. I'm going to go there. Oh man. Uh, I was hacker baited once. Wasn't as pleasant as I thought. (laughs) That's it. That's all you got. That's all I got. That's all I had for that. Was was it by one person or a group? Uh, that's a good. Uh, it was anonymous. Oh, so wow, wow. So, so sort it could have like been a, one person, like a, a glory a hole yeah. hacker bait. It was a glory <laughs> hack. Are there any good news stories, including hackers? Because good lord, if they like use like twenty percent of the bad shit they do, they'd like change the damn world. Some people just want to see the world burn. Okay, Michael Caine. <laughs> and actually, actually, some of them. Uh, eventually do go to work for security companies and and they like become their top security yeah, your white hat yeah, yeah they, they they oh you got this problem this problem this problem you want to look at that and that you know they do that no, sort of i don't thing. I, I don't mind the black hat just go steal corporations money oh whoops i'm sorry isn't that kind of what anonymous was doing for a while what happened to those guys that's a good question yeah, yeah. what did trump do to them that's a good question i don't know they vanished anonymous vanished Maybe they're still out there just being quiet. Hmm. Hmm. It's the quiet before the storm. Don't, 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 don't you fucking cue this shit. What? Q <laughs> 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 versus anonymous. It always was. Or Weekend it's... Geek! Yay! <laughs> uh, we announced a while back that Blumhouse is producing a new Exorcist film that is confirmed to be a sequel to the 1973 original. Exorcist, uh, now it's going to be a trilogy. And David Gordon Green is set to direct all three of the films. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr., who was in One Night in Miami, is set to star in the film. And Ellen Burstyn, who received an Oscar nomination for her performance in 1973's original Exorcist, is returning to the franchise. She played Reagan's mom in the original film. 
Universal Pictures will officially announce the new Exorcist trilogy sometime this week. They purportedly paid more than $400 million for the trilogy, and the project is a joint venture with Peacock. So I know where that's going. No, no Wait, you want to say it, Matt? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't win versus these all these different streaming platforms. Well, the sad part is you still pay less than the cable company. You could have every streaming service and still pay less. There you go, Matt. To Cox Cable. There you go. If I could find a good way to pay for good internet in this town, I would gladly separate myself from Do we know anyone that has CenturyLink fiber? Uh, No, I do not. I looked into it, and they definitely are not in my area. I I would be curious to know if anyone has it. I've known a couple people, but they don't have it anymore, so I don't know. (laughs) Is that a good thing? Yeah, I, I don't. I have no clue. I don't know. I will say, Exorcist sequels, not a great track record. Yeah, like, I'm all cool with doing a single remake, but to do a whole trilogy, I don't... Well, they're not doing a remake. They're doing a they're, sequel to uh, yeah, the first movie. The- but they did that with Halloween, and it worked great. True. And this is the same guy that's directing this that did that. So, yeah, there's there's good pedigree. There's good... Uh, I did really like his Halloween, and how they just kind of cut rid of this, the other sequels and just... Let's pick it up from there. It and it's also Bloomhouse. They do some pretty good shit. Bloomhouse yeah. is for horror. So. And, yeah. and Burston is uh, involved. So to get her interest, they probably they have some idea in mind that she's like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds cool. So cautiously optimistic on this one. And uh, I will, well, I have Peacock. So it's one of the myriad of services I have. <laughs> we like Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> uh, it's raw you donut I the one scene I remember from that sorry to take no it that no way, bring it on is he takes this one girl and he's like alright grab two two pieces of bread one on one side of your head one on the other side what are you and she's like I'm a shit sandwich stab right wow wow that's how me and my wife unwind we watch Hell's Kitchen oh, my okay. god yeah. and she curses at the screen Michael B. Jordan is developing a Superman limited series for HBO Max. The project is currently in the early stages of development. The project will supposedly focus not on Clark Kent, but Valzad, a Kryptonian from Earth 2. He has also managed to escape the doomed home planet as a baby and eventually takes up the mantle of Superman. Tom Taylor, Nicola Scott, and Robson Roca co-created Val, who made his first appearance in 2014's Earth 2, number 19. Many outlets thought Jordan was the clear frontrunner to play Superman in the upcoming reboot from writer Tanahasi Coates and executive producer J.J. Abrams, which is believed to be introducing the big screen's first Superman of color. Jordan played Eric Killmonger in 2018's Black Panther. I'm excited about a Superman limited series on HBO Max. I'm glad they're going like not with Clark Kent. Like I'm tired of Clark Kent as Superman. I'm kind of with you a little bit on that. I'm sorry, Biggs. I'm sorry. I can hear you right now. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sure he likes this too, though. Oh, he'll like yeah. this too. Yeah. I haven't read a lot of the Earth Two stuff, but um, from what I saw and what I what I did look into it, it's good looking storyline. Valzad seems great. Michael B. Jordan is fantastic, and he is a comic fan. He loves comics, so if he's in it, I know he's going to do a great job. He's going to bring that character to the screen. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for, for all of it. And 
I know there's some backlash from the same idiot fans who are mad at He-Man for like all the changes that Marvel did in the last 10 years, bringing in younger new characters than Ms. Marvel, the the, the new Hulk that they did. Yeah. Um, I can't remember her name. The the Iron Man that... Riri Williams. Yeah, Riri Williams. Yeah, Riri, yeah. I really like those, and I've read some of those stories and really enjoy it. And so I'm, I'm excited to see these particular characters now come forward in Marvel and DC stuff. Yeah, and Marvel's yeah. already announced it because they're doing Riri, they're doing Ms. Marvel, and so to see DC also doing it with that stable of characters. Yes, please. Thank you. More yeah. of that because yes, I do enjoy Superman. I like Clark Kent, but. I've, Enough Clark kind of I've, stuff out I've there. seen a lot so, of it. Yeah. Yeah. So something different is nice. I'm also interested if they'll deal with the implications, you know, of uh, someone being black. Because a black guy with the powers of Superman, you, you know, that's not just another Clark Kent story. No, it isn't. That is another round of stories to tell and interesting stories. Is, to yeah. Tell. There's a great opportunity to really kind of cut to the heart of some of the issues that we have in the country and, mm-hmm. and uh, give it a light. And uh, kind of like how like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier showed us, you know, a black Captain America, we can now have a black Superman, which is in, in heart, this, the kind of the, the, the same kind of character for DC. Yes. Superman's the, the moral high ground. Captain America is the moral high ground when you have, right. When you have someone with that, that uh, cultural distinction. Yeah. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan's perfect for it. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I really liked you know how far or the direction I'll say I like the direction he's kind of taken since Human Torch. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. He did that. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. And it was just it was so funny because so many things about that ended up being painful. But one of the uh, biggest mistakes I think they did in that Fantastic Four was. Because they were all introduced at the time of the experiment, when Ben changed and Johnny rode his ass, it really made Michael B. Jordan's Johnny Storm seem like an asshole. Because it's like this guy's gone through a traumatic transformation, and wow. Yeah, it, it, I know that's part of the the comic story, right. but that wasn't in the horror story that they were telling. Yeah, right, and yeah. and also, but also Johnny and Ben had an established relationship long before the transformations. So you could at least look at it from that angle, the, the way they did it in the movies. And Oh, well. That movie's broken. Uh, sadly. I, I would have liked to have seen the original take on it, the original director's full take without all the right, right. studio messing with it. And who knows? There's probably no way to even get a director's cut. So, yeah. Although I heard that Trank actually, uh, on top of everything else, Per a discussion that we had had about the whole Black Johnny Storm, uh, Sue was actually, he was going to make Sue black too. They were going to be biological brother and sister, and that was all. The the whole it silly adoption thing was because Kate Mara was essentially forced on him. Ah. Speak, speaking of interesting notes, uh, while I was researching this week's show, I, I came across a story. It was an interview with, uh, I think it was Goyer. Uh, for when they made uh, a Man of Steel, the, the Superman first yeah. Zack Snyder Superman movie. Uh, one of the studio notes that they received was 
that they needed to change that the pod that Superman came to Earth in uh, from Krypton yeah. gets destroyed. And the, the notes that they had on there was, uh, we can't destroy that pod because then uh, Superman can't get back to Krypton. This is why, this is where people get frustrated with the studio taking over these movies and not letting people, they obviously have no idea what this character is about and what the history of this character is. Yes. So that, that, that's the kind of thing that these directors and writers are dealing with on a regular basis. And as Jeff pointed out, a lot of people, uh, when I say people, a lot of the studio heads that are making these notes are trying to put their stamp on the movie. They're not trying to make a better movie. They're just trying to get something in that movie that they can say they didn't point to it. You see the ship there? I did that. Yeah, that's exactly what it was going to be destroyed, but I told him, no, he's got to get back to Krypton. Yep. That was me. It's that kind of bullshit. See that mustache? Oh, no, you don't. I did that. I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We did lose... uh, 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 somebody this week well actually we lost him last week uh, author William F. Nolan has died at the age of 93 he produced hundreds of short stories dozens of novels and more nonfiction pieces on everyone from Bradbury to western author Max Brand uh, the story that immortalized him though was Logan's Run a dystopian story about a society in which humans are killed at the age of 21 to prevent scarcity It follows the title character Logan as he went from a hunter of the people who tried to escape the system to the hunted as he fought to escape it himself. First published in 1967, Logan was adapted into a featured film in 1976. He also worked steadily as a screenwriter from the 70s and the 80s, producing works on the TV movie Trilogy of Terror. Uh, That's the one with the the Zuni doll with the teeth that comes to life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great class of horror. Uh, the horror film Burnt Offerings and the Jack the Ripper time travel mystery Terror at London Bridge. He was honored with a Bram Stoker Lifetime Achievement Award by the Horror Writers Association in 2010. Uh, I got to meet Mr. Nolan uh, about 10 years ago when I went to KillerCon here in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, and I had, had a nice little moment uh, with him and Brian Keene because I'd brought my Kindle to have everybody sign. So that's, that's, that's the piece that I have. I have uh, my Kindle that I have put in a shadow box and it shows all these horror author signatures on it. And then when I go to Very meet cool. another horror author, I take it out and find a space for a horror author to sign. And it's got all sorts of great names on it, including Nolan's. And it was the first time Nolan ever signed a Kindle. Hmm. And, and so he's, he's looking at it going, what am, I, what am I supposed to do with this? Do, do I sign the screen? And, and Keen's like, no, 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 no. Turn it. It's on the back. Just put it on the back and, and say, yeah, that's that's what they're doing now, Nolan. You just uh, just just roll with it. <laughs> but he was a great guy, and uh, got to hear him read one of his uh, short stories, and so it was wonderful to meet him. Hmm. Next time I'm over your place, I want to see this. I don't think Absolutely, I've seen yeah. HBO is once again expanding its Game of Thrones franchise. Oh, good. One of the projects will focus on the Golden Empire Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> yeet? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that because yeet. Oh, okay. A region in Essos modeled after the Imperial China. It's one of the oldest and most advanced societies located within the George R.R. R. Martin's epic Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, yeet was only briefly mentioned in the flagship series. While there aren't any details on the other animated efforts, there are now three 
animated shows in development. HBO is no longer moving forward on a live-action exploration of the slums of King's Landing, known as Flea Bottom. <laughs> known as Flea Bottom. Even with the project gone, HBO is still developing Nine Voyages, that's the spin-off for Carlos Valerian, uh, Tales of Duncan Egg, a tale about a knight and his lo- loyal squire, and 10,000 Ships, an origin story for Princess Nemeria. Uh, so far, House of the Dragon is the only Thrones follow-up in an active production at this time. Set a few hundred years before the events of the main show, the prequel will take a deep dive into the dragon-rearing House Targaryen, which ruled over Westeros prior to Robert's Rebellion. It's set to debut sometime in 2022. Well, if you want more Game of Thrones, I guess you're going to get a lot of it. Eventually? Eventually. They've got a really good product there that they're trying to make something of, but they've got a lot of apology to do <laughs> for a lot of people. A lot of people are not happy about it. They don't really want anything more. They were very disappointed with the last season. So, I will say they will have to do some winning back with this, and I think yeah. they know it. Yeah. But it's a it's a... IP that they can mine, sure. But I think people's overall... I mean, don't get me wrong. That ending left a bad taste in a lot of mouths. But I think overall, people's experience with Game of Thrones was positive. That yeah. people loved it. Hated how it ended. Loved getting there. I know people have, who have rewatched it over the pandemic, and they just refused to watch the last, <laughs> last season. <laughs> I'm like, I love the first five seasons, whatever, but I'm just I'm not going to watch the end. Maybe they should do a Dexter where they said, okay, we're doing a do-over on the right, final. Yeah. We're, we're making yeah. a new final now. You thought the old, the old final sucked. Here's a new one for you. An animation should be should be easy, you know. I it's mean, an interesting idea, especially to have three animated yeah. pieces. It's I, I'd expect one, but three? Is, yeah. That's, uh, They're probably hedging their bets. They probably don't expect all three to make it. Probably so. not. They're all in some stage of development. The only one in production is the Targaryen one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like uh, fantasy animation, so sure. that'll be cool. I'm know? glad they dropped Flea Bottom. I was yeah. just like, really? Of all the things, Flea Bottom? Not a play in the slums? Well, Bull the, the whole thing about Game of Thrones is it's epic. It's huge. Yeah. You don't deal with one section of one city. That's like, you know, people saying, oh, this will be real gritty and it's human level, it's street level and there won't be a lot of magic and everybody will fight with knives and meh, meh, meh. And it's like, oh, fuck it. it. Just get big. Game of Thrones should be big. And the final season, final episode, it just gets burnt by a dragon? There you go. You know what's going <laughs> to no, happen. Okay, I'm in, I'm in now. I'm in now. <laughs> you can have like a Guy Ritchie-esque uh, caper tale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> told and then like the guy gets away with all the gold and and he's gonna make it and he's climbing up a wall and all of a sudden the dragon just swoops by (laughs) done that'd be great how many seasons before we lead up to that you know (laughs) 12 (laughs) you'll be very invested in all these characters yes or there or there's a ms marple style character and she gets to the point i have figured out who the killer is and it is whoosh and that's it that's yeah Yeah. well not ms marple mrs maple ms maple Maple. will do it yeah and and she won't go whoosh. She'll look up at the dragon and just be like, "Really? Yeah. Come here. Come here. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> if you have a PlayStation Five, or you think you, huh. can, or some, you think you do what, <laughs> or you can somehow get one between now and next summer, 
You can nab six months of Apple TV Plus for free, apparently. It was announced this week. The offer runs from now through July 22nd of next year. It applies to both PlayStation 5 versions. And apparently it's a collaboration between Apple and Sony to entice PlayStation owners to get on our fledgling. Please, somebody watch Apple Plus. That's what that no. is. I want to get it just for, for uh, what is it, For All Mankind? Foundation. Well, For All, for all Mankind and, and foundation. foundation. yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to. Fuck it. <laughs> C is good. I, my wife and I joined, enjoyed C a lot. C, 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 C. I see. Jason Momoa, yeah, is great. Yeah. Every time I see something on Apple Plus, I'm I'm watching the the trailer preview for it, and I'm like, oh, this looks really good. I want to see it, and then boom, Apple Plus. I'm like, fuck. Oh no, well, I don't have that. There you go. It's but just like I just that need hot to get a chick. PS5. I just need to. Uh, uh, I will hacker bait you for a PS5. There you go. <laughs> the thing that's weird with Apple Plus, and I, I put this up to growing pains, and maybe they'll fix this over time, is they don't really have a catalog of stuff. They have the stuff that they've made for Apple Plus, mm-hmm. you know, the Raven's Banquets and Foundation and C and For All Mankind, and then the option to rent movies and to subscribe to other subscribe subscribe to other streaming services through Apple Plus. Mm. So that's all they have to offer is the shows they're making for. Yeah, they no don't have a library of movies yeah. or TV shows from other places. So if you want to see something Apple Plus content, great. Go go see it, but don't expect, oh, what other movies and TV shows can we see from there's none of that. You can rent them, but that's not part of their streaming service. Don't get me wrong. The shows I've seen on it are good, but that's what they have. Oh, that's why they're giving it away free for uh, yeah, that's, for uh, PlayStation. That, that's why they're and they're all their app. If you yeah, get an you Apple, product, Apple product, you get it for a year. Yeah. Are there licensing? They just can't like get a lot of movies for a catalog, or like why don't they I, have stuff? I'm not privy. I mean, that's why we haven't gotten it because there's right four things. I'm not privy to their to their discussions, but as far as it seems like. Their budget is just going to make stuff for them. It is the Apple show. Thank you. <laughs> you please, I got enough to deal with for this shit. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need a goddamn Foley mic by the dog drink the water. <sighs> Amazon Studios has greenlit another Neil Gaiman novel. The award-winning Anansi Boys. Uh, the six-episode limited series plans to kick off production in Scotland later this year. Published in 2005, the novel centers around Charlie Nancy, the son of trickster and storytelling deity Anansi. Uh, following the death of his father, Charlie finds his life totally upended by his long-lost and magically-powered brother, Spider. Anansi Boys is a standalone story. It's not a sequel or spin-off to American Gods, which enjoyed its own small screen adaptation over at Stars for three seasons. In that show, Orlando Jones played Anansi, known as Mr. Nancy on that show, before he was fired in December of 2019. Uh, Gaiman will executive produce and co-showrun the limited series with Douglas Mackelson. Sir Lenny Henry, who helped inspire the novel via a conversation with Gaiman more than a decade ago, will executive produce. In addition, Gaiman will lead the writer's room of a Varind, Ethan David, uh, Kara Smith and Rachel or Afori. 
So I never read Anansi Boys. Oh, it's very good. Is it's, it? It's good. Yeah, I read it following American Gods. I read American Gods, and I read Anansi Boys. So I was, I was kind of feeling like it was a sequel or prequel, or you know, just set off with you know with that character. But like Anansi isn't. It's it's more about uh, Spider and and the the son who's not named. You you mentioned it, but anyways, it's Anansi's a character. But not the main point of the story. So, um, very good. I forgot that Orlando Jones got fired for it. So the whole right. time I'm waiting to hear like, is he coming back? Uh, but yeah, I guess not. I guess he's <laughs> yeah. not uh, not going to be in that one. But he was great in American. Gods. I loved. Yeah, I loved. I love that series. Yeah, I loved. I love seeing that. What happened? Did something happen? Yeah, something happened. I can't remember what. So I'm not going to oh. pontificate because I honestly can't remember. But it 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 looked like some bullshit. Maple Leaf Matt's on the case. Well, instead of the case, let's do some red light, green light. All right, we got some more pictures here. Apparently, we came into some more money, and the uh, the company head wants another show. But we ain't got a lot of money, so we can only get one show going, unless you fuckers tie again, and then I got to deal with it. <laughs> so I got four pitches. One of them may be fake. And the shows are Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, The Final Girl Support Group, Inheritance, and Asimov's Robots. Hold on. <laughs> Final Girl Support Group. Didn't you already... No, that's Wait. a different one. Well, what? We did. We read Final Girl in a, as a, as a uh, book club book. That was no, a book club I'm, book. You're remembering the same thing I am, right? I'm pretty sure there was I a thought, red light, green light for Final Girl I or something th- like that. No, It's possible. Maybe. But that's what I got. So it's going to be okay. back on the chopping block because I ain't got any others <laughs> <All> because <laughs> I don't have paperwork. I have this digital shit because I'm not doing it on the internet. You, huh? You don't have paper because you're not doing it on the internet, so you just have digital. Correct. Okay, did everyone hear that the way I heard that? <laughs> I don't know what it means. They were words just, that were put together uh, that all right. formed a sentence. So, again, the okay. shows are Faster yes. Pussycat, Kill Kill, The Final Girl Support Group, Inheritance, and Asimov's Robots. We'll start with, thank you. Look at that. You gave me a little, little holder there. That helps a lot. Thank you. Somebody is helping me. You know what? Everyone hey. else is here is fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Maple Leaf. What? You and me. We're on a show. Because I got Mr. I don't do anything all week. And I got Mr. I want to mic the dog. <laughs> hey. Uh, There's money there. <laughs> I'm over here protecting the power cord. I, I am it. a keeper of the cord. <laughs> well, you start with Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Norman Reedus's Big Bald Head Production Company and AMC Studios are developing a TV series version of Russ Meyer's 1965 cult classic film, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Utilizing the movie's tale of a trio of badass go-go dancers on a cash-fueled rampage through the desert, Faster Pussycat, the TV show, aims to pay homage to the original, but also go beyond the fast cars and karate kicks to home in on the strong female characters and the overturning of cultural norms that was the deeper bones of the movie. 
The film follows sadistic go-go dancers as they break free from the nightclub where they perform and race out to the desert to stir up a little mayhem. After karate expert Varla kills an innocent man, the voluptuous trio takes his girlfriend hostage as they attempt to wheedle a hidden fortune from a misogynistic old man and his muscle-brown brain-damaged son. Muscle-brown? Muscle-bound. Faster Pussycat was a flop on almost all levels upon its release back in the mid-60s. It was an exploitation flick, wasn't it? it was, uh, yeah. Yes. Well, it was Ross Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. So the film was a flop. In more recent decades, critical opinion has turned. With the film more option ta- with the film more often touted as Maya's crowning cinematic achievement, in no small part due to the agency his famed female characters have had in Faster Pussycat and later pictures. Reedus will serve as executive producer on the Faster Pussycat series. Janice Cowart, sole trustee of the Russ Meyer Charitable Trust, will be executive producer on the series. So what do you feel about Fast the Pussycat, Kill Kill? I like it. I mean, you know, it sounds good on paper. Hey! <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I kind of like the idea. As long as it's, you know, done women well. empowerment and not... Oh. oh. Yeah, as long as it's done well. Okay. Uh, uh, as long as it's empowerment and not exploitation like it was, uh, you know. But wait, they said that it's, you know, kind of recognized for the uh, agency the women had, so. I just don't think that's how it was made, though. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You don't think that was the intent? When you see it, you're like, these these women are being exploited here. They're... Yeah, I'm looking at a bunch of his films right here and some of the posters. Yeah. Oh, his films, yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah it's they're, all exploitation. Yeah, Russ yeah. Meyer yeah. is a name. Yeah. Not applauded in all circles. <laughs> I mean, it, but if it can be taken and turned into, uh, you know, empowering, empowerment, yeah, awesome. Good. All right, next up we have Grady Hendrix's slasher book, The Final Girl Support Group, being turned into a series for HBO Max. Andy and Barbara Muschietti are joining forces with Charlize Theron to produce the show in the final girl support group. Lynette is a real-life final girl who survived the massacre. For more than a decade, she's been meeting with five other final girls in their therapist in a support group for those who survived the unthinkable, working to put their lives back together. The one woman misses a meeting, and their worst fears are realized. Someone knows about the group and is determined to rip their lives apart again, piece by piece. But the thing about Final Girls is that no matter how bad the odds, how dark the night, how sharp the knife, they will never, ever give up. So what do you think, again, about the Final Girls support group? I, uh, I, I, I think the concept's kind of cool, so... Yeah, I believe I greenlight it <laughs> back when we did it before. Wow. And I'll probably be doing the same. Yeah. But uh, It does sound really familiar. I feel like... Yes. It, uh, again, like we did the book in the book club, but this... No, does it, sound it like was something I've heard. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Maybe it got put in the box, the script, and someone, script reader, took it out and looked at it and was like, oh, yeah, this thing. I don't think yeah. it got green light, so maybe it got resubmitted. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe this is the fake one, and our shock monkeys are lazy. Are, are, no. <laughs> no, they're red light, green light sectioning us by uh, putting a green lit in as a fake. Ooh. It's real. And but it's it's fake, but it's real. Has huh. anyone noticed that top on the table? It's been spinning the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Inception reference. <laughs> All right, next up, Inheritance. N.K. Jemison's Inheritance trilogy has been optioned to be developed into a TV show. The Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith-founded Westbrook Studios will be producing the project, though it is yet to find its writers, directors, or stars. It appears the studio is looking to adapt all three books in the best-selling author series, The Hundred Thousand Kingdoms, The Broken Kingdoms, and The Kingdom of Gods, into what is being envisioned as an epic live-action fantasy series. The first book in which won Jemison a Locus Award and World Fantasy Award. Here's a description from the novel. Yene Dar is a outcast from the barbarian north. But when her mother dies under mysterious circumstances, she is summoned to the majestic city of Skye. There, to her shock, Yene is named an heiress to the king. But throne of the hundred thousand kingdoms is not easily won, and Yene is thrust into a vicious power struggle with cousins she never knew she had. As she fights for her life, she draws ever closer to the secrets of her mother's death and her family's bloody history. With the fate of the world hanging in the balance, Yene will learn how perilous it can be when love and hate and gods and mortals are bound in separately together, particularly when four gods are currently imprisoned within the city. Uh, Yesmin is the first science fiction author to consecutively win the best novel Hugo for each of the books in her Broken Earth trilogy. So that is Inheritance. What do you think of that? I like that. Big, big, uh, epic trilogy. Nice contained trilogy. Good, good plan. I'm definitely going to suggest it for the next uh, book club uh, when we do a novel. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Sounds like a lot. You'd yeah, they to, sound like yeah. big books. Yeah. 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 You'd have to have a good good series run for telling all of that tale. Get all the characters involved and everything. It can, it can run for a while. It can make us a lot of money. Yes, it could. Yeah. Think of the merchandising. I love, you know what? I'm down for that. Let's just make sure the last chapter works, all right? <laughs> well, we let's got, make we sure got, the last chapter's written. They so didn't, they didn't they like were, <laughs> they The trilogy's like, oh. done. The trilogy has the been added written. bonus of being finished. <laughs> yeah. How are they not using that as a sales pitch for every? It's like, guess what? <laughs> Our fantasy story is done. <laughs> the adaption of N.K. Jemison's finished trilogy. <laughs> and finally, we got Apple Plus and Skydance Television have announced a series based on Isaac Asimov's robot stories called Asimov's Robots. Written by Josh Friedman and David S. Goya, the team behind Apple Plus's Foundation series, Asimov wrote, Asimov's Robots will tell the story of the introduction of humaniform robots into the everyday life and how this affects human productivity and morality. Based on the robot stories that appear in the anthology iRobot, the series will feature the character of Dr. Susan Calvin, chief robo-psychologist, and her life's work chiefly concerned with the aberrant behavior of robots. The series also deals with Asimov's three laws of robotics and the ethics of artificial intelligence. Casting has already begun with Rebecca Hall from Godzilla vs. Kong as Dr. Susan Calvin, Nick Offerman from Parks and Recreation as Mark Evan Jackson, The Good Place, uh, well, sorry, Mark Evan Jackson from The Good Place as Powell and Donovan, uh, Carl Lumley from Falcon and Winter Soldier as Dr. Lanning, and Alan Tudyk. Uh, from Resident Alien as Dr. Bogart Tudyk previously lent his voice and provided motion capture for Sonny the robot in the film version of iRobot with Will Smith. Uh, in a press relief, Friedman and Goya wrote, quote, while we appreciate the film version for what it was, we are seeking to stay a bit closer to Asimov's original stories. 
That was diplomatically put. <laughs> Asimov's robots and the human creators are very complicated beings, and the stories run the gamut from philosophical meditations to corporate politics to slapstick comedy. Unquote. As with Foundation, Asimov's daughter, Robin Asimov, will serve as executive producer and creative consultant. So there you have it. You have Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, the final girl support group, Inheritance, and Asimov's Robots. Where do you put your green light, Kirsten? Actually, this is a, this is a tough slate. A little different um, in, from past weeks because I'm liking a lot of them. Actually, uh, hard they're to all choose. coming from different places, so like they're mm-hmm. hitting a lot of my fandoms, yeah. In place, like, yeah, I want to see all of that. They're hitting a lot of nice buttons, uh, a lot of uh, good different um, pedigrees and the yeah. uh, creators involved. Um, I was actually intrigued by the idea of Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. I mean, it uh, it can almost be like a uh, sort of a Thelma and Louise, you know, type of type of thing, but uh, with a little more exploitation in it. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, inheritance is is epic. It's good and epic, so that would make a, a nice a nice big fat series. And um, I'm blanking on the second one. The second or third one? Which one was that? That would be the Final Girl Support Group. Final Girl. We discussed this. I think we did. I think. Uh, So I think. So we'll use this as a callback. This this is this is uh, already approved. So so. we know it's not fake. Yeah. Or (laughs) or was it? Yes. Damn. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Red light exception. Yeah. Um. But I think I think I will go with uh with iRobot. I think I'm going to go with the robots. Uh, Asimov's robots. Asimov's robots. I kind of, I like the names mentioned. I like I like the cast mentioned. I like everything being mentioned on it. Um, ultimately, uh, if I have to choose one, I'm going to choose that one. All right, Michael, where'd you put your grade? So faster, pussycat, kill, kill. As long as they're not too exploited, I say. Looking at Kirsten. Uh, <laughs> And it's and it is about empowerment. I could I could definitely get behind that. You know, La Femme Nikita, great stories. Yeah, giving giving the woman antihero a chance to kind of like dig herself out, out out of the shitty situation she's in. Those are fantastic. I love those love those tales. That's why I'm excited to see uh, um, milkshake milkshake gunpowder gun milkshake gunpowder milkshake. Yeah. Gun yeah. milkshake. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's- uh, I, I, I want to I also want to comment that you could subvert exploitation. Yes, I mean absolutely. Have you ever been to a strip club? I mean, I, have, I mean, yeah. sure, you're going to sit there and yet, all right, these women are being exploited, but then you see those guys, you know, just the yep. trucking down their ones or their twenties yep. or whatever, and there's you know. I they're, think it's they're, they're there's, making their money. Yeah, they're, 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 a, there's an imbalance, sure, but there's also a mutual exploitation. Mm-hmm. So. If the creators were going to like subvert and comment on that, it'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. But who knows? I don't know. Anyway, those I'm are our production to... notes. Yeah, you know. There you go. Uh. That's right. And don't don't destroy the pole because she's gonna need that to return to Krypton. <laughs> uh, never mind. Uh, Final girl support group. Um, I. You know what? I think it did get green light. I'm red lighting it. No. Uh, <laughs> wow. 
inheritance, uh, you know, more fantasy worlds. I'm about that. Yes. And it's not theme park fantasy. Yeah, it's not your European. She's, yeah, exactly. Medieval it, times. She's, she's uh, busting out a bit there, I which like is that. one of the reasons why I like the trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Asimov's Robots. Did y'all see Mars on? On I think it was on Netflix. They had like two seasons where they w- they would show what it would be like to terraform Mars, uh, like in the early early travel to Mars, and what it would be like to to build a settlement there, and then they would also intersperse it with like. Uh, current uh, uh, interviews with scientists. And I would like to see that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. something like that for Asimov's robots, where they're like, you've got you've got his his tail, but also do some interview with some current people in robotics, uh, and you know where you're, you're talking turning it into a documentary, half, half documentary, mm. half half oh, okay. half tail. Uh, so those are my production notes. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, what you're really here for is where am I? Where am I putting my money? So uh, after consideration, I gotta go with inheritance. I like the I like the uh, the fantasy world. I like that it's not the cookie cutter middle, uh, medieval medieval times. Uh, so yeah, they is. don't they don't give you chicken and inherit. Yeah, <laughs> in medieval times they didn't have yeah. utensils. Yeah. We don't have utensils here. Yeah, the smallest baked potato. But they had Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Mrs. Maple, where do you put your green light? Do I have to pick just one? Just one. Odd decision. Yeah, he does that. It is. I think all three of those have some... Um... No. <laughs> no. No. Just, just three of them. I just only them. like three of them. The uh, faster pussycat kill kill sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> there, there you go a woman's perspective no thanks i mean it, i've seen it i've seen sucker punch i've seen charlie's angels i've seen kill bill i've seen all of the women empowered badasses is this why do they have to be strippers i mean is that just because that's like, the people legacy think that's the lowest form of like women degrading themselves it's russ meyer they were go-go dancers so you know whatever Valid point. Whatever. I would say inheritance since I lean more towards the dragons. Yeah, dragons. No, just dragons. <laughs> Fuck your fantasy. I want dragons. I just want dragons killing shit. Uh, and um, I don't know. The Asimov robot sounds pretty cool too, but that's more a Matt's Uh-oh. alley. So I'd say inheritance. Inheritance. Matt, where'd you put your green? Well... You probably already know where I'm going to put it. She uh, said it already. <laughs> what, the Fast As- Pussycat Kill Kill? <laughs> no, no. Asimov's Robots. I read it many years ago. It's pretty good. Big Asimov fan. I didn't mind iRobot, but I'm going to put it there. Uh, I do like Inheritance, and I do like the... What's the third one there? Uh, the Final Girl Support Group, but we already talked about that. So I do like... I'm putting it the Robots. Asimov's robots. So, do we have a tie? We do. Yeah, because that's what happens. That's what we do. Doesn't matter how many people we got. Even odd people, we got a tie. That's how it fucking works. So, yes, we are greenlighting both Inheritance and Asimov's robots. Uh, kill, kill Kill and... Uh, we already did the... Fuck the third one that we already did. So, that's what we're going to put forward. Would you like to take a guess as to which of these may be fake? Inheritance. All right. I think that one's fake. Paulette. Final girl support group. 
Ooh, <laughs> you know, nice. You're going for the, the inception. We've already, we've already done it, so yeah, it wouldn't be real. Michael. Ugh, I kind of agree with you there. I think Final Girl Support Group is... Todd's, Todd's been playing a game on us this whole time. <laughs> it's like, we did this one already. No, We've no, been we didn't betrayed. do it. No, Faster pussycat, kill a kill. I, I, I think in the Me Too environment, it, it, it's not going to get greenlit. All it right. doesn't exist. Guys, the way you think is fake. You know what? I mean, uh, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill is kind of a, a revenge tale. So I don't know that in the Me Too environment it's, it would it's possible. be. possible. It would be totally torpedoed. Honestly, the level of detail and uh, and awesome that I'm hearing for robots, I'm almost leaning towards robots being the fake one. There's like almost a little too much, too good to be true going yeah, on cast. there. So that's kind of that's kind of bothering me. Although, although the shock monkeys have been getting clever in uh, in, uh, uh, but I'll stick with robots. I'm going to stick with robots. Wow, I think that was a. Uh a fake for every single one of these, right? That's how we cover our bases. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're in Hollywood, okay? We've got to cover our bases. Yeah. Well, let's see which one of you are right. The fake one was sent to us by Professor Biggs, and it is Asimov's Robots. Oh, you. Uh, see, you see. So that Alan Tudyk, that's what gave it away from me. <laughs> Damn it. Ah. Oh. And that means inheritance, uh, the final girl support group, which is a surprise to no one, and the uh, faster pussycat kill kill, is all in some form of production. Oh, my heart Good, feels like Matt's face right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, sad, because that just that did sound real good. That Rebecca well, Hall thing—that well was done. a nice touch. That well was a done. nice touch. Yeah. Well, you ha- you guys have so many weeks that have been like. Yeah, yeah. the way we got to wave these all kind of is. No, this was a good slate. It really was. I really think that all of them actually had some merit. So uh, good job, Biggs, once again. And if you want to send us a pitches, bitches, write to us comments at uglycouchshow.com. Put pitches, bitches in the subject heading, and that way I know what to look for. And of course, if you have any questions or comments, you can use the same email address. And until next week, next week. Thursday, I am Master Thorgo. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Just Michael. Mrs. Maple. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Thank you, Mrs. Maple. Mrs. For joining Maple making appearance. What crimes are you solving uh, this next week? <laughs> you not don't know. murder. Not, not, oh. <laughs> she looks at me, guys. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, guys. no. <laughs> I don't think Matt's going to be on next week's oh, podcast. Oh, man, yeah. The case of the missing napkins from the top of the table. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. The... That was Maple Leaf Meg. <laughs> Maple Leaf Meg, yep. <laughs> well, as opposed to the case of the missing WoW subscription. <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> mm. You haven't played since February. Just saying. Just saying. It's almost August. Blizzard bad. I prepay. I can't help it. Pigeon. Ooh. What is pigeon? What mean? the? What the? <laughs> there was some, you, you forgot the inside baseball warning. <laughs> <laughs>